Welcome back to the show. This is the JT the Brick Show, the 25th anniversary. 25 years ago today, JT the Brick popped the mic over on the Sportsman Radio Network. It was the first time he did it, and 25 years later, here we are once again. Congratulations. Thank you, Bobby. I'm kind of blown away. I know you were working on something. I didn't think we were going to do it till next week, and you said now and got me in studio out of the house. Yeah, I know. That was, and, that was cool. That, that and, helped. And I'm really surprised by the people I talked to in the first hour. I'm very humbled by the people that took time out of their day to talk to us, and a lot of great memories flooding back, so I greatly appreciate that. Okay, let's get back to business here. April 2001, <laughs> Sportsman Radio Network goes belly up. You took about six weeks and then got hired by Fox Sports Radio. Mm -hmm. I took about six months off and got hired by Lotus Broadcasting, where we are today. Now, one question. You have done the show as a solo yeah. Like the whole time until about what year did you finally end up getting a partner over on Fox? Well, I, Tom Looney was my partner on Fox and Andrew Ashwood brought us together. And I don't know the exact uh, day or exact year, but we ran for 14 years together out of my 17 and a half years with that company and had a big impact on my life because Andrew pulled me aside and said, you're too hardcore. You're too intense. We got to lighten you up. We got to have people know who you are off the air because they don't get it on the air. So he brought me into that world, and it was really a nice benefit for me. Well, well, maybe Tom Looney would know what the year was when you <laughs> started. Hey, this. Looney, what's up? I do. It was April of 2004, or as people used to say back then, 2004, <laughs> if you'll remember, when everyone used to say it that way. And it was a great, great time, a fun marriage, and... And yeah, I got I got to know the quiet man named John. I got to loosen up the guy with a great sense of humor. You know, the twenty the number twenty five, if you if you Wikipedia the number twenty five, JT, it denotes wisdom, a touch of diplomacy, curiosity, also self awareness and an interest in nearly everything, and that's what we shared, an interest in everything. Well, again, it really ties us through Andrew Ashwood, my mentor who passed away. And when we worked together in the beginning, you have a much better memory than I do. And again, I, I took that news well when I was told, hey, we're bringing in someone else to work with you. How'd you take that news coming to work with me? Oh, oh, I loved it. First of all, because of your reputation within the industry, you were already legendary. And there was very few, you know, it was a relatively new format at the time. You know, sports talk radio had been around 14, 15 years or whatever. And so you had a legendary reputation in, a, in an industry that didn't have very many because it was relatively new. There was Jim Rome and several others. And so I knew I was, uh, I was, I was stepping into a franchise that was legendary, and I was lucky to be there. And I had a great time from day one. Well, Tom Looney's had a bigger impact on me than any other talent that I've ever worked with in radio, and I've worked with some great ones. We mentioned them so far today, but you coming into my life had a huge impact because of my family, my wife, my kids, your family, and what we did off the air, and especially that we both understood that the biggest scam, in a good way, the biggest... I would think in the history of sports radio for us, the biggest kind of scam that we could take advantage of was sitting ringside at boxing events. So uh, we, we, both yes. said, we both looked at each other and said the biggest perk, I'm sorry for using the word scam, but I'm not at my best today because Bobby's ambushing me. But we decided, hey, man, 
We can go to Vegas, because I lived here before. We were living in L.A. We can go to Vegas six or seven times a year, shh, and we can do our show and stay in comp hotel rooms with comp food and go to nightclubs and have fun and sit ringside. And we did that for a decade, and it's some of the funnest nights I've ever had with you, fight night here in Vegas. And we did not work in the morning. We worked at night, so we never had to worry about hangovers. <laughs> so, we, so we just had a blast doing that. You're right. And the word was perk. That was the word you always use. You said never. Let's not get used to this. This is a great perk. Let's make sure we take advantage of it as long as we can. And the last time I counted my credentials, there were at least 50 sitting ringside at fights for HBO and Showtime. And, the, uh, and, and you know, I, I was a radio geek growing up under my covers listening to Transistor Radio. You, you tripped into radio. So I was in heaven being with the other FM morning guys. And he's going to hablar español también. So I even knew who the Spanish guys were, like Piolín and those guys. <laughs> so I was, I loved being on Radio Row. As you know, I was in my element there. They called me Mr. Radio Row. I had a blast. And people would always come up to me and say, JT, hey, uh, where's Looney? I said, don't you want to meet me? No, where's Looney? And I said, Looney will be back. He's lifting. He's lifting. He's, he's in the gym lifting. And you were always able to find the gym inside the hotel resort casino where you wouldn't have to pay. And you'd have the right key card. You can get swole and then put on a vest and show your guns heading into a fight. A lot of people enjoyed that. It was also really cool that the first fight I ever went to, and it was before I was teamed up with you, was Fernando Vargas and Felix Trinidad. And it was at the Mandalay Bay where the flying fishes play. And I went, first thing I did was go, I went down to the gym to work out. And who's there? I get to meet Fernando Vargas face to face and talk to him for 20 minutes because a lot of times I would get to, to meet the fighters because the guys in the lighter weights were cutting weight, getting ready for the, getting ready for the weigh in. So they were there using the sauna. And so I got to meet a lot of the lighter fighters and eventual champions like Keith Thurman, you know, I met in the sauna and trying to sweat off some pounds long before he was famous. Now he's one of the toughest guys on the planet. And, uh, and so I got to have a personal relationship with fighters through that gym a lot of times. Here's a great fun fact. Remember that war between Evander Holyfield and John Ruiz? Yes. That, that trilogy. And after the second one, I went down to the gym, I think, on a Sunday morning because I had a later flight that day. Evander Holyfield was working out the Sunday morning after a heavyweight championship fight. How about that? Well, I never thought I'd make it 25 years, um, 14 of them with you, and I never thought on my 25th anniversary show we'd be talking about old stories of you and saunas with grown men who are fighting. <laughs> so I will remember that, and we'll get a drop out of it. And uh, we got pro- we got to promote the JT and Looney podcast. We're dropping another podcast tomorrow. Yes, our podcast is a lot of fun, and, and things that happen like that on the podcast where we're supposed to be celebrating JT's 25th anniversary, and I tell a long story about me. <laughs> well, you always like those groups that get together and say, I, 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 me, me, me. Oh, you've always, yeah, you've those always... Are called AA meetings. Yes, I, I, even though I'm not an alcoholic, I like to go to those meetings because every sentence begins with I. <laughs> Thank you for being I remember, a- <laughs> the, I remember the time I hit rock bottom. I was in Vegas. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I miss you. You're, the, you're a big part of my life, and I'm, I'm happy Bobby booked you on the show today because it wouldn't have been the same without you. Congratulations on the 25 years, champ. Thank you. Tom Looney, who I appreciate. And I'm not going to go too deep on this, but when it was the 15-year anniversary of the show, Looney penned a beautiful column for a radio magazine on working together on my 15 years 
and Looney got in trouble. Sports ah. management brought him into the bleeping office and yelled at him. And that's said, why, why would you do that? That's, that's why, why I'm here. That's yeah. why you don't do that anymore. That's why I'm here. Fun show. Well, we're not done yet because we're on Raider Nation Radio, and the Raiders have not been on here yet. Well, we're going to get them in in full force. Coming up Whoa. next, the 25th anniversary. Hey, babe, I know you got to get back on the air, but I want to get your home address. I'd like to send you something in the mail. And what would that be? My playbook. I hold the beat. Okay, I'm not sure I... It's my view of radio and where we are today in sports. Pointers, do's and don'ts, things I've picked up over the years. You might find it interesting. Well, yeah, I say. It does sound interesting. After you read it, Give me a call. We'll talk about it. Bobby lowers his sunglasses, waggles a finger in front of me, and nods at the clock. Fifteen seconds until air. I give Andrew Ashwood my address and throw in my phone number. He thanks me and hangs up. Seems like a nice guy, I say to Bobby, and then I'm back on the air. And Andrew Ashwood falls off my radar. That is a clip from... The handoff, the audiobook version that I didn't even know existed until I found it two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, the handoff's been on audiobook for a while. Appreciate you finding that, Bobby. That hit home in the heart there. I was just talking about my mentor, Andrew Ashwood. Yeah, I, 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 for all the time I spend on Audible, and I never knew that damn thing was out there. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be listening to it now. Welcome back to the show, JT the Bricks, 25th anniversary show. It's time we got the Raider Nation involved in this thing, so let's get some Raiders in here. First of all, a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame this Whoa. October, this August. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Coach Tom Flores. Wow, Coach. Coach Flores, how are you, sir? Thanks for joining us. Uh I'm doing good. Happy birthday, JC. <laughs> yes, wow. it's, it's my radio birthday of 25 years, Coach, and uh, I thank you. Th th thanks so much for calling in. How are you and your wife doing? How's the preparation for Canton, Ohio? Well, we're you know, it's it's almost well, somebody told uh, Barb, uh, my wife, that it's like getting ready for a, a huge wedding, and it's right. You know, all the li different lists here for this and that. And uh, entertainment and food and beverage and, wow, moving people. Except this is moving people a long way from all over the country. So so we're uh, we're in the middle of it right now and, uh, and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, Coach, I can imagine what – I can't imagine what it's like for you and your lovely wife, but you had so many friends and you still have so many friends over your career that are going to be there in Canton and your family and your grandkids and celebrating this moment. It's still a little while away, but I know you're going to have your A game. You're really excited about this, and then we have another Raiders season that's going to kick off in Vegas finally right behind it. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about everything that's happening this year. Uh, hopefully the team will be as excited to watch – and uh, I got a pretty good feeling about that, and and we're all in different capacities. We're all still here, 
Yes. You were all here. We've been around for a long time. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Coach, I, were you calling in today on this special show for me that I wasn't aware of? means everything. I can't wait to spend time with you in Canton to sit out in that crowd with the enormity of the Raider Nation as you get your turn to wear your gold jacket and have an opportunity to be there. What is it like when Raider fans are now st- stopping you out in the desert congratulating you? And I love the Coors Light promotion. I got my Tom Flores Coors Lights cans in the backyard. I love it. That was a nice surprise when they did that Coors Light that promotion. Was, uh, yeah, that was a plus. It turned out better than I thought it was. Uh, I enjoyed doing it. It was fun doing it. And uh, that's a lot of beer to drink, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of beer that you can't have in one sitting. So, Coach, I'll let you go. I'll talk to you soon in preparation for Canton. And I can't thank you enough for doing this today. All right. You, you, <laughs> Thanks, Coach. No problem. No problem. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. There he is, Tom Flores. Wow, Bobby. That that just made my day. Oh, wait. I've got a few more. I'm just waiting for them to call. Hang on. Well, that was just <laughs> nice for uh, Coach Flores to check in because I'm booking that trip with Canton. I'm bringing my wife, uh-huh. and we're excited to get out there. And there isn't, and I'm set up, but there isn't a hotel room from Canton to Cleveland because everybody's going because it's two years backed up mm. because they canceled the event last year. And to see all the Hall of Famers, when you think of Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning and Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cowher, Tom Flores, uh, Drew Pearson, all the ones who are getting in, they all have an army of fans. So the fans are coming. I mean, can you imagine what Peyton Manning's party is going to be like in Canton, Ohio for Peyton Manning? Oh, yeah. And then the next tent's going to have Charles Woodson's party. And if you've ever been to Canton, and I would hope you would go for Coach Flores, because Coach Flores is the priority for all of us, and we could all go celebrate in Canton in August. Weather should be great. Get a chance to visit the Hall of Fame. And then Charles Woodson getting in with Coach Flores. It's going to make it a Raider party. And as we know with the Raider Nation, Raider fans usually take over parties more so than any other fan base. So I would implore anybody who hasn't uh, bought their tickets yet, plane tickets, hotel rooms are really complicated, but you can get it. Maybe you want to Airbnb a house with a bunch of Raider fans, but I would head out to Canton early in August and have a good time and go celebrate Tom Flores as Tom Flores gets a gold coat, and he's going to be there with all the legends of the game. And he waited way too long for this honor, so we're going to roar. We're going to roar in that stadium when Coach Flores comes to the podium. You want another Raider? I do. I got another Raider for you. Number 25, Fred Bolitnikoff. My God. My God. Hello, Fred. Thank you. I'm being surprised today. I didn't know this was happening. How are you? 25 years. You're getting old. My I God. I, I remember back when we used to do, when Angela and I used to come by, you'd be doing the Super Bowl deals. It'd be 1 o'clock in the morning. And we'll be sitting there talking on your show. My God, I'll tell you what. And you know what? You know, I don't want to forget this. I want to give loves and hugs to your family for sharing you. All right? Because without their support, God bless them. You run them all over the country, and they're still with you. <laughs> you know, it's amazing about family. You say that. You're number 25. This is my 25-year anniversary show. Out of the blue today, because we talked, but it hasn't been a week or two, your son Fred Jr. called me today. We were catching up on another topic, and, you know, you brought me into your life. You know, when I started with the Raiders and I got a chance to meet all these former great players, we had a bond together. You'd come on the radio with me. Then we became friends 
And you really took me under your wing, Fred, and I wouldn't have the career I have, the friendships I have within the organization if it wasn't for you. And I think we got a hell of a run uh, in front of us. We got some good times here in Vegas, which is going to be a lot of fun. And when we go to Canton for Coach Flores. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't. We're going to have fun there. But over the years, JT, you've been super, man. I'll tell you what. And Angela and I both want to thank you. You know what? You supported us so much with the foundation all the years with everything. You've been right there for us all the time, helping out our events on a very personal note with you and your family, being together with you people all the time. Uh, it's just been super for us. I mean, it's you can't ask for anything better. You know, if you try, if you try to say, I want something like this, and you could only hope for it, well, I've had it, and Angela's had it with you. You can't ask for anything better. Well, that means the world to me. And again, you know what you mean to me and Angela and the whole family. And we got a big run in front of us. I know what you want to do in Vegas when you're coming here. The fans, when you think of the Raiders, you think of Fred Bolitnikoff and your opportunity to get here for games and be here and be around the organization as the organization turns the corner and hopefully goes to the playoffs for years to come. The entire Raider Nation wants you and Angela around. And Fred, thanks for doing this today. You know, 25 years from my all-time favorite player and number Number 25. I feel like I could stop today and ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I love you. Love you too, Fred. With all my heart. Thank so you. Angela. Have a great all day. Right. You take care and enjoy the rest of the day, okay, buddy? Because I will. You deserve it. You got you it. Certainly deserve it. Thank you. Love you. Love you too, Fred Bullock McCall. Right. Wow. You know, there's. I know my dad's going to be listening to the show and he'll get really? the file on it. Oh, good. And the thing I wanted to say is, and I mean this from the heart, I only have one dad, and he's my hero. He's the most important person in my life, period. My dad and my mom, the impact they had. But Fred holds a different, unique role for me lately because my dad's back east, and I have that father figure out west at times when I'm around Fred for advice and to talk to people about advice with family and friends. So what an honor it is for me. The small, 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 tiny role that I played on the radio around the Raider Nation to have relationships like those two men who just called in, Tom Flores and Fred Bolitnikoff, it's a high honor. I remember a time back in 1997, 1998, you looked at me one day and said, the Raiders want me to go to work for them. Do you think I should do it? I'm like, yeah, I think you should. And here we are. Yeah, and that had a big impact on me. And the reason that happened, a good time to say it too, Bruce Allen who was the GM at the time, was hearing me in the middle of the night on the radio, and he got together with Tony Salvador at KMBR and said, I don't know who the guy is, but hire him. And that's how that started for me and that whole connection with the Raider Nation. So I want to thank Bruce today for the impact that he had on my career because it was a big one, especially Mark Bedane, now the president of the team, and Mark Davis, the owner of the team, who've given me a lot of opportunity to be on the radio and do what I do. I can't thank him enough. You know, it's kind of funny. While I got a second, it's kind of funny how many people that actually listen to the show and then get a hold of you afterwards. You know, well, like, for example, I mean, yeah, I, I, I got a great story while well, I got a second. Mm-hmm. You remember the time Joe Maloof called the Sportsman Show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joe Maloof. Joe, Joe Maloof at the time when he was the owner of the Kings. That's a really cool story. He was listening to the show we never met, and he sent the private jet in Vegas to take me and my friends on the private jet. Wow, I didn't know that. To Sacramento and sit courtside for a Sacramento Kings game. And then I became really good friends with George and Gavin at the time and George Maloof and the Palms, and that was another big chapter for us on radio here at Lotus with all the work we did at the Palms, 
And man, you want to talk about memories at the Palms and Palms Place when it opened up. And it's all about friendships and relationships and being very lucky and humbled today to know these great men and women who are calling in. I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny, too, with Joe Maloof. I remember the day he called in. I hung up on him twice. And I'm sure he was fine with it. He was. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you this story. It's really great. He calls up at 2 o'clock in the morning on the regular line. He goes, hey, I'm Joe Maloof. I go, hey, I'm Cindy Lauper. I hang up on him. <laughs> guy calls me back five minutes later. He goes, hey, I'm Joe Maloof. And I go, hey, I'm Cindy. He goes, well, no, no, wait, 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 wait. How do I prove to you that I'm Joe Maloof? I go, okay, here's what you're going to do. Two o'clock in the morning, you're Joe Maloof. You own the Kings, right? You're going to go call the press relations guy from the Sacramento Kings. He should have my backline number. Call him, wake him up, have him call me and tell me that you're George, that you're Joe Maloof, and then I'll put you on the radio. Man, you were busting balls at that point I, in time. I, I, just I put had, him on the radio. Just I put him to. on. Dude, we don't just put people on the radio back then. We still don't. But. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right about that. You are, you are very tough over the years at putting people back on the radio. And, and the punchline is, two minutes later, the back line rings. It's this guy half asleep. Hi, I'm the press guy from the, can I put this guy on? I'm like, give him the back line number. Put him on. Two minutes later, he calls up. I'm so sorry. He's like, that's cool. Don't worry. I put him on the air, and that started that. Well, the real punchline is I bought a condo that I still own at the Palms, and that's really, wink, wink, a punchline. When you take a look at the backstory of that deal, hopefully it'll open up again as there's new ownership and it'll be vibrant again and we'll have a great time overlooking overlooking Allegiant Stadium which is great about Palms Place and the Palms now is you got a direct view down into the Death Star which is a lot of fun you know while we're talking about people that listen to the show and call into the show that mm-hmm. is somewhat famous, I've got a minute while I'm waiting for my next guest. Okay. I'm going to play you something. This is actually very recent. This is from last year. This is Stephen A. Smith. who was listening to the radio show, and he heard one of your ideas, and he took it, and he ran with it on his own show. Give a listen. Don't be worried about the PR backlash. Do what you can to facilitate. Listen, JT the Brick uh, hosts a a radio show on Sirius XM. I've known him for years. That's my guy. I go way back I love him. He does a phenomenal job. JT, JT and I go way back. JT came up with an idea because the NFL was entertaining what they're going to do for the Super Bowl. JT the Brick came up with a phenomenal, phenomenal idea. He said, you want to you pack the stadium for the Super Bowl? Make sure you fill them with first responders and all of those folks who have sacrificed and Great paid idea. the dues. Make sure they're vaccinated and fill the stadium with them. I think that's a phenomenal oh, that's a idea. idea. In other words, the NFL has the means, the the, the NFL has the means to pull it off. The NBA and other professional sports leagues have the means to facilitate those who are in dire need of a vaccine being taken care of. I'm just saying. All right. That was Stephen A. Smith who did that ahead of the Super Bowl, Bobby. Nice that you found that and saved that because that had a big impact on me that Stephen A. not only was listening, but he liked the idea. I always get a kick out when he calls up the Sirius XM show. Then I'll get the tape the next day. It's like, dude, he called again. Check this out. Another Raider. And this one's a big one. The president of the Raiders, Mark Bidane, called in. Wow. Hello, Mr. President. Hello, Mark. How are you? Thank you for calling. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I really appreciate hearing from you. How are you today? We're doing good. We're doing good. As you know, uh, everything's trending in the right direction. The NFL made the announcement that uh, they expect all all stadiums to have all their fans back. And um, we're just excited that everyone's going to get a chance to finally get into Allegiant Stadium and enjoy later football in their new home. 
Mark, the tours have been exceptional. Everybody's talking about getting in the building. People are seeing their seats for the first time. What's that feedback been like as so many people here are just so excited to get in the building, especially for the upcoming season? Yesterday was a real fun day. It was our first PSL holder uh, seat visit day, appreciation day, and so we had about 6,500 folks come through the building and I was in there for a couple hours and just watching people walk in. You've been in there a number of times through the construction and since it's been complete, obviously. So uh, I hope the novelty has not worn off for you. But the first time people walk in there and see uh, see it in person and see it come to life and see their seat and uh, saw some old friends and they're hugging their Raider friends and seeing where they're uh, sitting in the building and how close they are to people they know. It was just a really enjoyable day. I think everyone on our staff that was there really had a good time seeing people and, and showing them the building and just watching their, their faces in awe as they walked around and saw a lot of the uh, history that's embedded throughout the organization, a lot of the small personal touches that MD put into the building. Uh, it's just nice to see people see it for the first time, and we have a couple more of these, and then a lot of experiences when we open the building where people will get to, to see it with 65,000 strong. Mark Bedane, the president of the Raiders, as we wrap it up, what's it been like the whole entire journey from coming here from Oakland, the facility now in Henderson, what we see at the stadium, what you're seeing every day with the staff as I was in the building the other day and to see all the staff and sales on the building, in the building, walking the footprint just with so much energy. Does it feel like a long journey, Mark, or now that you're a resident out here, does it feel like it's going really fast? When you go back and tell the story of it and and go back to how long we spent trying to, to find a proper home for the Raiders and Raider Nation, um, it's been 15 plus years. So obviously, obviously it's been a long journey. Uh, and the last four or five years have been such a period of transition as we set up shop here in Las Vegas and still played some games back in the Bay area. Uh, and then the move here about a year ago was obviously impacted, uh, by COVID. And so there really hasn't been any of the celebratory nature that comes with these types of experiences. So we're still looking forward to uh, a ribbon cutting and we're still looking forward to that first game and that first win with fans and, and all the events. So we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, everyone's pretty excited that has moved here. Um, in the Valley, you've been a longtime resident here and you've told us for years what a wonderful community this is. And we can't thank you enough for, for helping it make happen, helping, helping it happen for the Raiders. I know how important the organization is to you and, and vice versa. And, and you've played a big part in, in this project and its success. And we thank you for it. Your friendship and your family means everything. Thanks for calling in on this special day. I'm humbled by it. Hope to see you real soon. You got it, my friend. Happy anniversary. You got it. Mark Bedain, president of the Raiders. Not prepared for that, and Bobby's pulling oh, this off. I can't believe. So oh, that wait. was that was Tom Flores into Fred Bolitnikoff oh, into Mark Bedane, and what's going on now? Oh wait, because if you're going to talk about the Raiders, you got to talk to the King. You got to talk to Romocop. Oh, Bill Romanowski, Romo, how are you, my friend? Thanks for doing JT, this. happy anniversary, buddy. 25 years on the radio, probably a bunch with you. You've always come on my show wherever I was. You know how much I love you. Every football team that's ever played in this league would want a player like you either to draft, trade for, sign as a free agent. I can't thank you enough for doing this. How are you? How's your summer going to look ahead? I tell you what, I cannot wait for this season. But, uh, you know, I want to tell the story of what happened and how I became a Raider. And I want the fans to know. So, and you, you know this already because I've told it, but um, 
I met after my sixth season in Denver. I sat down with Mike Shanahan, and he said, uh, Bill, we think Ian Gold is going to be a good player, and I want to give him your reps in training camp. Otherwise, he won't be able to beat you out, and I want you to be a happy backup. And I looked him in the eye, and I said, do you have anything, anything more to say? He said, no. I got up, walked out the door, and I called my agent, and I said, tell the Denver Broncos to release me right effing now. And my next call was Al Davis. And I called the Raiders. I got Fudgy, and I said, Fudgy, this is Bill Romanowski. You tell Mr. Davis I want to help him win a Super Bowl. And uh, she said, just a minute. And she came back and she said, Mr. Davis is dying to talk to you. And let's talk tomorrow. I've got an hour and a half scheduled for both of you guys to talk. And he said he thinks you would look good in silver and black. And the rest was history. Romo, it's an incredible story, and for you to play on so many great teams before that, you come to the Raiders, and everybody welcomed you in, even the fans that didn't like you but said they always wanted a player like Bill Romanowski. How did you connect so quickly with the Raider Nation? I tell you what, I, I think, you know, I, I, here's a, you know, I'm up in Napa right now, and I remember my first practice, and... Here's what happened. Roland Williams, kind of after a play, tried to give me a, a, a little extra nudge in the back. And I grabbed his face mask, ripped his helmet off, and threw it as far as I possibly could. And I went over to our defense, and I said, we don't take crap from anybody. Do you hear that? You don't let anybody push you around in this league. Not your own teammates, no one. This is a game of respect, and if you're going to let somebody punk you, they'll punk you right out of this league. And that's the attitude that I brought when I came, and I loved it. And they, you know, the fans embraced it. My teammates embraced it. And hey, it was a hell of a journey. I, I had the best two years of my life, you know, playing for the Raiders. Romo, we'll talk to you a lot this year as a guest on Raider Nation Radio. I can't wait to see you inside the stadium with Julie, to have a great time, and to see the fans gravitate to you as this defense really seems like it's getting better, and you're going to be a great analyst for me to talk about it. Thanks so much for doing this today. You got it. Happy anniversary, JT. Thank you. Bill Romanowski. That's really nice. Bobby, in all the years you've been producing with me, uh, for you to pull that off, and I had no idea that was happening, that's a... That's a pretty special segment of Sports Talk Radio in my life. Okay. In my life. Thank you. Well, number one, I have to give thanks to Shannon Jordan at the Raiders office. Yes. She helped, they helped me out with a whole lot of that kind of stuff. Also, we'll kiss. But wait, there's more. One Ooh. more segment to go. And I really, I needed the A-list guest to put this thing over. And I'm going to get him in a couple of minutes. This is the JT The Brick 25th Anniversary Show here on Raider Nation Radio. Welcome back to the show. This is JT the Bricks' 25th anniversary show, and we're getting ready to wind it down. 
I needed to get one more guest in here, but this one comes a little story first. A long time ago, in a galaxy far away, you and I were doing a show over at Sportsman Radio, and every once in a while, we would do something a little different, and we'd call it Wacko Night. Yeah, remember, remember Wacko? I do remember that, yeah. That was the night where we would just go off and talk about anything other than sports. We'd do UFO, crop circles, QAnon types would have loved that show. Anyway, what the, I think it was like the third or fourth one we did. At about 1.30 in the morning, you got a phone call from a guy in Tampa Bay, Florida, who was listening to this show at 4 o'clock in the morning. He's like, hey, man, y'all cracking me up. That was the greatest thing I ever heard. And that was, honest to God, one of the greatest honors that ever happened in my career to think that John Gruden was listening to our show. The coach of the Las Vegas Raiders joins us now. JT, say hi to John Gruden. Coach, what's going on? I thought I was giving you a break this offseason from me. Thanks for calling in. Well, JT, the brick is 25 years, man. That's the only show I listen to. You guys are awesome. I just wanted to call and congratulate you and your success to be able to sustain a show in this world and these times for 25 years. That just goes to show you, you guys know what you're doing, man. Congratulations. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. And the friendship and the bond and what you've done for me, I can't thank you enough. A couple quick things before we get you out of there. You were really excited about the amount of guys that came back, what these OTAs are looking like. I know how fired up you are for the upcoming season. What's the last few days been like? Been great. we got 86 players here, and uh, I think it sends a message to our fans how serious we are about winning and uh we're putting the the work in we're getting to know each other we're getting to know our new defense and uh we're excited we really are can't wait to get you around here coach i know you've been traveling a little bit here now your back head is down what has the community meant to you now you're meeting a lot of people they're becoming friends in this community what's the transition like for you and your family in las vegas well it's been great we're finally being able to meet people without their masks they sure look different without their mask it's exciting man we're making friends we're getting acclimated and uh i just hope everybody has a real safe memorial day weekend and uh, it, it's a great place to live. There's no doubt about it. Coach, finally, we just had Tom Flores call in and Fred Bolitnikoff, Mark Bedane, all surprising me, Bill Romanowski. Your final statement to these fans about what these alumni and people mean to you within this organization, no team and no owner cares for the alumni like Mark Davis and the Raiders. Not even close. And I think it all starts with Mark Davis and the respect that he has for the, the Raider players. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I've got George Atkinson on my staff. He's helping us with these young safeties that we've drafted. I uh, saw Charles Woodson last week, and we welcome all of our alumni. We can't wait to get them here for training camp. Thanks for calling in, Coach. It means everything to me. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Right on. Keep it going. Thank you. There he is, John Gruden. Well, Bobby, I mean, you were setting the table for that final hour, and you really delivered it. Tom Flores, Fred Bolitnikoff, Mark Bedane, Bill Romanowski, and John Gruden yeah. on Raider Nation Radio on the 25th anniversary show. You outdid well, yourself. I, I had a lot of help. Shannon Jordan and Will Kiss, really, Will Kiss, they're the best. They, they delivered the goods for me. I really am impressed. Well, Shannon, before she came to the Raiders, when she was working with Coach Ditka and all the work and the friendship and the bond that we've had, would be pretty incredible, and Will Kiss is a pro's pro, and I appreciate everything he does for this show year-round, which mm. is a lot of work as Absolutely. we're trying to get greater content in here. Absolutely. So listen, we got a few minutes left in the show, mm -hmm. and I was digging in the files a little bit, and uh -oh. I found a few things that I thought were kind of cool. I'm going to play you a couple of cuts, and I just want you to tell me a little bit of the backstory. The first one was actually somewhat infamous, kind of famous. About three years ago, you sat down with... 
arguably the greatest football player of all time, Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. And you had a conversation. And Jim's thoughts turned to a little more political. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the whole thing ended up on TMZ. Here's how that sounded. Jim Brown joins us. Jim, you've known and you've sat down with many presidents over your life. When this current president gets political with the game that you played at the highest level, the NFL, and comments on this, are you able to comment? Do you sit back and watch this? Are you concerned of the message coming from the White House? Well, I'll tell you, man, it's very confusing, JT. It's hard to know the good guys and the bad guys. I should be criticizing Trump on every level because he does certain things that calls for criticism. But when I look at television and I see all of these announcers become experts and they're pointing their fingers and they're not doing the doggone thing but pointing their fingers, I find myself really pulling for the president. Now, that will make me very unpopular in the black community, very unpopular with a lot of Americans. But I think that there are certain good things that are coming out of this presidency because we've never seen anything like it. I mean, uh, there's confusion. A lot of people are retiring. A lot of people are giving their uh, uh, opinions. And we have to really deep down, dig deep down inside to come up with the right kind of an answer. But here's my answer to all who wants to criticize me or who don't believe that I'm a good American. I believe that I have to work on myself first to be as good a person as I can be to back up my country in the best way I know how. In the second situation, I should be helpful to those people who need help that don't have life as good as I have it. And if I do those two things, then I'm thinking, I think I'm making my contribution. Now, we mentioned Fred Bolitnikoff and the impact that he's had on my life as a friend and a mentor. Mm-hmm. Jim Brown, Jim, everybody who ever asked me who's the most important person I've ever interviewed, I always say, as quick as I can say it, it's Jim yeah, Brown. No question. Jim no. Brown from Manhasset, Long Island, the impact that he had in sports, the most dominant football player to ever play, an actor, an activist. He made mistakes in his life. I talked to Pete Rose, who's made mistakes in their lives. But Jim has atoned for that. He's atoned for all those mistakes, and he's one of the most important leaders in the civil rights era tied to sports. So I'm very proud of the friendship that I have with Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. I hope to see him at the Hall of Fame this year. And a real quick story, if we have time for this, with the Raiders. The coolest thing I've ever ever been able to do for the Raiders, you know, big broadcast, whatever I've been lucky enough to be invited to, was the day that Jim Brown, I called him and I said, would you like to connect with Mr. Davis again? Because they hadn't seen each other for 10 years. We made the phone call and we put it together. You heard Fudgy's name here before Mr. Davis's assistant. And when I walked Jim Brown into Mr. Davis's suite, and he said to him, this is Al Davis, Jim Brown the greatest of all time. And Jim with his cane walked into Mr. Davis. I shut the door behind me and left. And that was something I'll remember the rest of my life, reconnecting them, the Syracuse connection and how they appreciated it. And it was really special because if you're going to set something up with Al Davis, you better make sure you pull it off. And that's the point of today's show, boys and girls, moments. Life is just a series of moments. And there have been some fantastic ones between you and I in the past 25 years. Here's one last moment I want to throw in. Last June, we were in the middle of lockdown. We had coronavirus all through the country, right? Mm -hmm. In the middle of June, on a Monday, for no apparent reason, Shaquille O'Neal walked into our studio. You, me, and him, no masks, no social distancing. We hung out and had a conversation. Here's a little bit of it. You know you look like Nick Nolte? 
I got, I, got, I got a little bit of that going. I had the beard. I just Jeez. shaved the beard. I just shaved the beard. I've been interviewing you since the yes, All-Star I Cafe remember. Remember. here in Vegas. And I want to thank you because all your conversations, I speak to Jim Brown a lot. Right. And Jim says to me, I don't want to talk about sports. Right. He doesn't. He wants to talk about issues in society. And when I get a chance to sit down with you, we're going to mix in a little bit of sports. But I wanted to hear your voice today and tonight because I want you to wrap it up with a message to everybody who's going through the most difficult stage in their life, if they're dealing with race or COVID or they're unemployed, what is Shaq's message? Well, first to the people that are that had family deaths with the COVID, my condolences go out to you. The people that are unemployed, which is a 40 million, which is unheard of. Hopefully the government realizes that you guys made this country what it is today. You guys need that work. Like it's, it's unfortunate how, like how people just been working their whole lives and just had to stop and you know can't pay bills. That that saddens me. If I was one of these Jeff Bezos trillionaire billionaire type guys, I would definitely try and do more. Uh, the situation that we're we're, we're going through now, uh, we just have to look deep down inside and listen to each other and understand each other. It's one word that could, I don't want to say can fix it, but can start to, to, to brighten things up. And that's respect. That's respect. If we respect each other as human beings, then we can start having conversations. I'm able to be on all sides and see what's going on. As an African-American man, I see what's going on. As a police officer, I see what's going on. As a radio host, I see what's going on. As a taxpayer, I see what's going on. I'm able, and it took me a while to get like this. Everybody's not always right about this situation, but what what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. We have been treated a certain way for a long period of time, and it's 2020. Will it ever change? Will it ever get to be perfect? I don't know, but I think we can start to make it a little better. A lot better would be, be more preferred. But two words, listen and respect. Beautiful. God bless you, Shaq. Thanks Thank for doing you, this. All right. Yeah, beautiful that you ended the show with that. That was a big deal. One other oh, guy yeah. we forgot, remember, my son was in studio. That's what I was just about yeah, to say. Yeah. I brought my son in, and I knew Shaq was, we were going to get to sit down with Shaq, and my son was a fly on the wall and listened to that, and we had a deep conversation driving home about that, the killing of George Floyd, what was happening in society, uh, COVID coming, and how that was going to change everything. And it was, it was an amazing year. You know, when COVID hit and it started, I said the one thing I want to make sure we do is do big shows because I think we're going to be defined by how we do radio shows with no sports. Anybody can do a radio show in their sports every night. Like now, I got an NBA game tonight, NHL, all of that. But we were sitting there going, this is getting dicey because sports were closing left and right around mm-hmm. us. And we're doing the two shows, this show and the night show. And I'm like, how are we going to do five, six hours of content oh, I remember. every day without sports? And a lot of people, what I thought would work, and it did, is that we just put people on the radio to have conversations. Because everybody was in the same boat, Bobby. No one knew what was going to happen next. Oh, yeah. So it was real radio because everybody was trying to figure out, hey, college basketball was just canceled. And this was canceled. What are we going to do? We're not going to have three months of college basketball of the tournament? And all we did was pivot. And then on top of the COVID... You put in the riots and African-Americans wanting to speak about social injustice and all the people 
that we want to put on the air. I'm really proud that we worked together during that most difficult time. We've had a lot of fun working together over 25 years. I've been a pain in the ass at times no, to deal with, not you. To deal Come with on. because I want the show to be a certain way, <laughs> and you're able to do that, and uh, your friendship means everything to me. Now, I'm going to talk to you about this. We'll podcast. We're going to podcast the show because it was incredible what you did. But how you put this together, I don't know how many weeks it took you to put this together, but Three. I'm very humbled. Three weeks to do this 25th anniversary show 25 years ago today, which yeah. was Memorial Day 25 years ago. Yes, it was. And uh, that was the first show, and then we ended up working together. And for all the guys who came on from Sports Fan Radio, all the producers, everyone I worked with, and especially everyone here at Lotus, the family that gives us this opportunity to do two hours, the Raiders and Raider Nation Radio, I'm really humbled by this today. we got a lot of good friends that we've made over the years, and I hope we do this for a very long time. I think the best is ahead. Hopefully a lot of great moments ahead for the Silver and Black and the Raiders. Yes, I hope so. And the Golden Knights. Wow, the Golden Knights tomorrow. Don't get me started. i got to get that in as we wrap it up, Uh. because that is, of course, it's a must-win game. It's a must-win game on steroids for what it could do to this economy. And I'm hoping, I'm confident they'll win. But I really hope they put that game away early and we're not on the edge of our seats with six minutes to go in the third period. I was talking to Ryan Williams yesterday. We, I mean, uh, Ryan Wallace. And we're both just thinking to ourselves, God, if I, we can see yeah. a double or triple overtime coming in game seven. I don't want to see that. I just want to see a win. I'd like to see like a 6-2 win in the fortress shaking. And hopefully that happens. Thank you again, Bobby. I really appreciate the work you put in to put this show together. It's tremendous work, and you threaded the needle brilliantly today. Dude, you gave me so much to work with. It was an honor. You know, well, I mean, it, dude, if you were such a boring host, I wouldn't be able to do any of this kind of thing, now would I? Well, I'll remember this show forever. We've had some memorable shows, and this one's near the top of the list. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to Bobby for putting it together. Everybody at Lotus who helped out behind the scenes. And that is it. I'll be back, and Friday is going to be a big Golden Knights game. Back on Monday, we'll be in the Raider building, a bunch coming up here, and a lot of exciting news going forward. I thank everyone who's been involved with my career for 25 years. No chance of pulling this off without the listeners, the listeners and the callers who mean everything to me. I greatly appreciate all of you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.